0: On Tuesday, South Africans received the sad news of the death of anti apartheid struggle stalwart Andrew Mlangeni. We mourn the departure
1: of Ubaba Umlangeni, Mlangeni, one of the last, well, the last Rivonia trialists who contributed immensely to achieving the freedom that we have achieved. We pass our condolences to his family and to his friends and indeed to the
0: whole nation. Mlangeni was the last surviving member of the Ravonia trialists, which included struggle icons such as former President Nelson Mandela, Ahmed Katrada, Walter Sisulu, Elias Mochualedi, Govan Mbeki, Raymond Mklaba and Dennis Goldberg. They were convicted of sabotage on 11 June 1964
2: Roughly 56 years ago, the time we spent together on Robben Island, and uh, even outside Robben Island before we went to Robben Island, it reminded me of our political work that we were doing together with Mandela in the 50s, long before we were arrested.
0: Described by President Cyril Ramaphosa as Mr. Integrity and the Quiet Revolutionary, Um Andrew Nangeni as he was fondly referred to, will be remembered for being a dedicated and dependable member of the struggle and a true man of the people. As an ANC veteran, Mlangeni was critical of the corruption that had spread under the
2: party's watch. My heart is bleeding to see what is happening today in the country, that uh, people have become so greedy, people have died for this revolution, for this uh, freedom, the democracy that we have managed to establish. People have died for it.
0: And that's where we find ourselves this week on The Story. Paying tribute to a man who, in the words of Ramaposa, had a passion for achieving a better society, as well as a passion for a life that is well-rounded, adventurous, healthy, and embracing of people from all walks of life. I am Rian Krubler senior journalist at News 24 and this is the third season of The Story. You're listening to The Story.
2: It's a podcast by News 24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard and uncovered this week.
0: We're chatting to Quinita Hunter, News24's political editor. Now, She wrote a column this week in which she said Mlangeni never held back from speaking the truth. Hi Quinita, please tell us a little bit more about the dealings you've had with Andrew Mlangeni over the past few years.
2: Well, Ryan, I've had uh, the opportunity to engage with Ndadi Ndadi for the better part of a decade. Um, you know, when former President Nelson Mandela passed away, he was pivotal uh, in speaking uh, to him about his comrade and about his time on Robben Island. And then over the course of the years, he would obviously comment on politics and then he took okay. a position as the co-chair of the ANC's Integrity Committee. And it was that time where I really had an opportunity to engage with him about the politics of the day but just to say you know from the onset ryan is that you know by that time he was well in his 80s in early 90s and and that him uh, um, langeni was you know really clued up and really in the know about what was happening in the anc um and and also pretty perturbed about um, about you know what was going on uh, at the height of state capture in about 2016. And he was one of the first ANC veterans to have come out and said, former President Jacob Zuma has to go. And it was not popular at the time. And what stood out for me is that compared to other veterans who were talking to the media and talking to the public and talking to their comrades about their concern about state capture and what Zuma was doing to the country... It was, it was, it was quite fascinating to me that um, Mlangieni was one of the people that actually sat former President Jacob Zuma down and said to him, hey, you need to stop what you're doing or else you're going to go to jail. And it was almost bizarre to him that the party could even suggest that criticizing a leader for corruption would mean disunity or being ungovernable. It was, it was the most bizarre thing to him. There was a, you know a statement he made at his ninety third birthday that that sort of uh, you know kind of encapsulated where he was in his life where he said you know at, at, at my age, I can say what i am, what I want to i you know my age allows me to just say what I want to and he literally just spoke his truth.
0: Now, Kunita, apart from his involvement in politics and his outspokenness about the ANC under Jacob Zuma, he was also somebody who liked to spice things up a little bit. Uh, To use his words, he was a bit naughty. Could you describe that part of his personality to us?
2: I love that type of, that part of his personality because he was just he was just so cheeky and he was just you know so could care less about what people would think and you know there was a lot of, uh, a lot of his comrades would you know would laugh and about you know about how he um, he would talk you know ha- naughty talk with them or he would you know tease them about things and we kind of Got the, the a real glimpse at this when it was you know his birthday. President sort of, Ramaphosa was was there, and you know it was very for, it was a very formal occasion um, at a restaurant in Santon. And he then you know started speaking about his um, you know the recipe for a successful life, a long successful life. And he somehow the conversation turned to his sex life, and it was the most hilarious thing. I still remember uh, Ramaphosa's face where he just couldn't believe that this elder the AAC, is just Talking about you know the secret to a uh, to a long life and happy life is sex three times a week you know it was just the most funny thing as he teased his nephew for being a prude uh, and I thought that you know just gave an example of what a what a well-rounded individual that he was that he played such an important role in politics um, and, and in the liberation of South Africa spending so many years on Robben Island. And, you know, dedicating his life for the liberation of this country and then in his twilight years, you know, still playing a role in politics, but also just being himself and just being, you know, a humble, lighthearted person who never took himself so seriously.
0: Punita, as you mentioned, Mlangeni spent 26 years behind bars and he was described as the quiet revolutionary and the self proclaimed backroom boy of the struggle. Now, he's the last of the Rivonia trialists to pass away. What sort of legacy do you think Mlangeni leaves behind?
2: I think the foremost uh, uh, in Mlangeni's legacy is his, you know, him not demanding positions and him literally being, you know, uh, a backroom boy, you know, someone who who was always at the periphery of politics, keeping a keen interest, being a guiding light, but not really, you know, coming in and storming his way through or flexing his place in the anti-apartheid struggle uh, to demand positions and to demand um, some sort of uh, uh, reverence. And and I think that, that that's an incredible legacy to leave behind because till his death, he was just an ordinary person. Uh, and, and I look at, you know, his celebration of his 95th birthday, which is during lockdown, and how he was just, you know, jolly sitting with a sash outside his home as, you know, his family and friends drove by to wish him well. And I just thought... You know, that is an incredible example um, for leaders to just be one of of the people, uh, you know, not have a sense uh, of an over-inflated ego, uh, someone who could relate to anyone. And and I think that, that the ANC and the country is really, really poorer without him. If you look at, you know, the kind of example that he can lead for the generation of leaders that, you know, of today and and of tomorrow, I think the foremost of which is that you know you you cannot live in a bubble of just this uh, inflated ego where you believe you're the alpha and omega of the struggle or or you know the politics of the day, and 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 really I think that that is probably one of his greatest legacies in that he's an example of how to just be leading from the front.
0: Well, thank you very much. That was Quinita Hunter. News24's political editor. To get more insight into Mlangeni's history within the context of South Africa's freedom struggle, we're going to talk to Peter Dutoy, News24's assistant editor for In-Depth News. Peter, give us some background on the role Mlangeni
1: played. So Andrew Mlangeni, the, the, the passing, the death of Andrew Mlangeni is is a pretty big moment in the ANC's history. Uh, I don't know if the if the party actually realizes that, but you know, uh, Mlangeni was the very last of the old Rivonia trialists who, who were surviving Rivonia trialists. So in that sense, an umbilical cord between between today's ANC and the and the liberation movement of the nineteen forties, fifties, and sixties. So they were the embodiment of. The ANC and the majority of South Africans' freedom struggle, uh, they were arrested at Lillys Lee Farm uh which in the 1960s was was uh, situated in R- Ravonia a small holding area north of Johannesburg these days Ravonia is in the middle of, of, of Joburg. but they were they were arrested by security police in the early 60s after they after the security police got wind of anti anti government uh, operations being planned by Umkhonto we of which Nelson Mandela was a, a senior commander they, they 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 worked clandestinely in the in the 60s you know trying to uh, trying to get the arms going uh, at that stage the the apartheid government uh, having passed laws like the anti communism act uh, a whole raft of uh, anti uh, black laws uh, the ANC was trying very hard to get the uh, uh, the armed struggle going and Lillies Lee farm owned by the Walperts, who were uh, prominent members of the Communist Party of South Africa as they were known back then. They housed a number of these MK operatives and then uh, one night uh, uh, when everyone was there they were arrested and, uh, and promptly charged with treason. Uh, Andrew Mlangeni was, was part of that group. He was, he was a junior member. According to Nelson Mandela, he was never a senior, uh, a, a senior member or leader of MK at that stage. But he became part of that group of very prominent ANC leaders who stood trial in Pretoria at the Palace of Justice, facing uh, Justice Quartus de Vette, uh, who was the presiding judge. Um, and he was also sentenced uh, to life imprisonment in Robben Island. Uh, so there was a, a big cohort of senior ANC leaders, obviously led by Nelson Mandela, who were banished to Robben Island. And Andrew Mlangeni was part of that group. Now, why his death is significant is, is because he was the last remaining and surviving member of, a, of the Ravonia group, um, and as such represented a different time, represented a different kind of leadership. So, so the historical perspective, I think, is very important because he, he does represent something which the ANC clearly is not anymore.
0: The trial was also covered by media organizations from all over the world that led to pressure from the international community to have South Africa banished from a number of organizations in the years that followed the trial. Please tell us more about how the trial was a catalyst in the country's history.
1: Absolutely, the, the Ravonia trial was extremely high profile, covered covered by the international media, and there, there was pressure on the, on the judiciary to uh, impose the death sentence, of course. Uh, that was the ultimate penalty for treason. The decision to sentence them to life imprisonment, of course, made them martyrs. They, they became a focal point of the global anti-apartheid movement. If they were executed, you know, this country's history might have turned out much differently than it did. But what it did was it banished prominent men, members of the ANC to this desolate island off the, off the, off the coast of, of Cape Town in the cold Atlantic. Um, and they became symbols of the strive for freedom in South Africa. And Mulangeni, he became part of that group of mythical leaders almost. No one saw them for 30 years. No one heard from them for 30 years. Um, and w- once they were released in 1989, 90, you know, they, they became the, the conscience of the liberation movement. Um, and with his passing, you know, the umbilical cord with Ravonia, with the type of leadership that was embodied by Nelson Mandela and others, has now been cut. The ANC has now been cast adrift and is now being led by people who weren't part of that history, and I think it's a problem for the party.
0: That was Peter Dutoy, News24's assistant editor for In-Depth News. And that's it from us this week. I'm Ryan Grobler and this episode was produced by Shante Schatz. Special thanks to City Press and Getty Images for supplying this podcast with audio of
1: Andrew Mungeri.